Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Okay, here we go with another episode of Idleman Unplugged. This one is an important topic. Not that they're all not important, but this one is focusing on um, hearing God's voice, you know, different ways we can hear God's voice. And I'm actually hoping to put in the description two messages I gave uh, from Westside Christian Fellowship, Hearing and Obeying God's Voice Part 1 and Hearing and Obeying God's Voice Part 2. So, I'm hoping to put those in the description, depending on when their post-production work is done with those and and uh, just remembering to do it. And that will give you, obviously, more information. It was a sermon. This is different than a podcast. But there are some ways we can hear God's voice. And I did leave off on Sunday. I didn't get to all of my points, so I told the congregation I might do part three or a podcast. So I'm probably just going to do this podcast, but did want to recap a few things for those who haven't heard the sermons yet. The first key to really hearing God's voice, and we, we uh, pulled this from Genesis 12, 1 through 4, when the Lord told Abram to go ahead and get out of your country. I'm going to go to a land that I will show you. So Abram departed, which he obeyed, and the Lord, uh, he obeyed what the Lord had spoken to him. So we do see there's an aspect here of, of obeying God and hearing God is stepping out in faith. And I've noticed before that often you know, if I'm confused or not certain what to do, and sometimes it's because I haven't just stepped out in faith. Okay, Lord, I feel you're prompting me to do this. It lines up with your word, and I'm, I'm going to step out in faith and trust you. Um, again, if, if it's not making a poor financial decision or a poor relational decision, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you know that. But there is an aspect of our walk with the Lord where we don't step out. For example, I contemplated this morning, do I work on this podcast do I work on articles that I'm backlogged on? Do I work on the next sermon? Uh, we've been wanting to put my other books on audio. Do I do that? And it just felt so overwhelming. So I could just sit here and, well, let me just go on a walk. I don't know what to do. So kind of had to step out in faith, you know, and record this one. And when you don't know what to do, usually do what's right in front of you. Uh, it's not like um, we never know what to do. You know, go care for your your kids. Go f- care for someone in need. Um start a, a, a Bible study maybe in your home or go and disciple someone, uh, sit down with the word for an hour and, and just put on worship. And, and you know, there, there's stuff we can do where we step out in faith. And then once we do that, I believe we're positioned even better to be able to hear God. And uh, Abram had to get out of his country, be basically like saying, sell your house and then I'll show you where to go from there. And he might have some people do that. I don't know. I know in our case we did that, and I didn't know where we were going until a week before it closed escrow. And but there was a lot of peace, and we didn't feel pushed, and uh, it just flowed. I mean, when God is in it, it can really flow. Now, when God's in it, it can also be difficult. And so there are keys to discerning His will. Uh, and then we talked about a second key is clarity comes from obedience. And I could do a whole podcast on this. Um, when we begin to obey God in certain areas of our life, there there's clarity. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm obeying God in regard to how I treat my spouse or my children or others or those who may be single. Um, you trust God in 
your single life as far as uh, purity and, and trying to find the right person and, and being Mr. Right or Miss Right before trying to find Mr. or Mrs. Right. And there's, there's obedience and, and what we watch and listen to and wanting to be filled with the Spirit. And so as we're doing those things, clarity comes from obedience. In other words, it's very, uh, it's, it reminds me of walking down a street um, with the sun out. You know, there's, there's clarity. But at nighttime, you know, we're walking slower. We don't see everything ahead of us. And um, it's just much more difficult. So, incom- and remember, incomplete obedience is not obedience. Uh, and disobedience, as we learned from Saul in the, in the messages, is the, as the sin of witchcraft. So, clarity comes through obedience. You step out in faith. And then what else I talked about was, uh, you know, if you're not in the Word, the Word won't be in you. God's Word is a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. Uh, and the more you internalize God's Word, saturate your mind on God's Word, from Genesis to Revelation, you understand the nature more of God, the character more of God. So it's it's not difficult uh, to make decisions when you know the heart and counsel of God. Now, it doesn't mean we have perfect um, wisdom and we know exactly what to do all the time. You know, many times it, it's challenging and uh, there are setbacks <clears throat> and things like that. But the more you saturate in the Word, and then, you know, the, the gender issue becomes clear because you know the mind and heart of God. You don't just read uh, God is love and, and just the book of John. You know, you're, you're looking at all of God's counsel. And, and uh, I believe, like J.I. Packer said, that God is more, more likely to direct me through wise teaching than through inner voices. Now, he's not discounting the work of the Spirit there. What he's doing is, and I've looked over my life, and 99% of the time, uh, how God is leading me is through his word according to his principles. But there are more uh, different ways that the God can use the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Again, I'm going to try to put these sermons in the description that I just recently gave. Uh, and that will help you um, kind of navigate these waters because I go into a lot more detail. The sermon's about an hour long. And I talked about, you know, making sure you're not making decisions when there's doubt, discouragement, a diversion where the enemy, you know, is, is pulling you in the different direction where you feel defeated and, and where there's delay, according to the New King James study Bible there and um, delay, you know, God, you're not moving quick enough. What's going on? And we get discouraged and it's a never ending cycle, you know, so God, God is calms us. He doesn't rush us. He leads us. He doesn't push us. Uh, he encourages us, not discourages us. And so, but you know what? He also speaks, and I didn't get a lot of time to talk about this in the sermon, but he also speaks to us through our circumstances. So although there might not be an audible voice or a deep impression, and you got to be careful on those as well, uh, and I did talk about those in the sermons, um, there's a, God speaks through circumstances. In other words, you know, I wonder if this is God's will, and you kind of step out, and boom, there's a closed door. It's just not flowing. It's not happening. Now, I've been known to force a door to open. How about you? Uh, I've been known to push, you know, God says, you know, this is going to happen might be a year from now and I want it to happen next month. So I push too much and God has to spank me. And, uh, but a lot of times, you know, if let's say, how does he speak to us in the circumstances? Well, your, your marriage, maybe you're not treating your wife like you should, uh, or vice versa spouse. This is going to work two ways, <clears throat> but normally I see it on the side of the man because he's called the lead and he often doesn't, he often uh, is a missing in action. Uh, in that area. So anyway, the wife says, you know what? I can't handle this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to go live with my mom. I'm separating. I, we're, we're just done, you know, not divorce. I don't really promote that and nor should you. And, but there is, it's, it's okay to separate from time to time, you know, just, uh, well, not from time to time, like a normal, uh, you know, every year separate. No, but if things are challenging, you need to step away. 
ah, you just take a breather, seek God. So anyway, she says that and you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. And so that circumstance wakes you up. God's speaking to you on how to treat your spouse. Same thing with a child. Maybe you have a, a child running away at 15 and they're so depressed and that circumstance causes me to look inside or you to look inside and see, am I causing this? Is God trying to speak to me in this area of parenting? Do I need to step back from work or do I need to um, change any aspect of my parenting? And same thing at work. Maybe you're being challenged a lot and uh, you're not getting along with certain employees and um, instead of saying, is it my fault? What is God trying to teach me? You keep making excuses. I just can't work with this person. This person's difficult. It's not me. It's not, not them. You know, they could be, but quite often it's us and we need to look in the mirror and God is trying to speak to us about our character, uh, in regard to how we treat others. And so he allows these things to happen. So I think God does speak to us often through our circumstances, or he, he let's say he wants you to switch uh, your job, uh, and he will orchestrate the circumstances to possibly push you out of that job. Now you have to be careful because sometimes God wants us to stay where we're at, grow where we're at. And that's why there's, that's why I said there's, you have to spend a lot of time in his word, a lot of time uh, just in worship and prayer, and then you're much more uh, you're, you're better prepared, I should say, to deal with all these different issues that come up and and uh, just in his word. Um, and what what is so important, I didn't really didn't get a chance to talk about this. Uh, and I might do this on a different podcast, so I'm not sure. But what does it mean to walk in the spirit from Galatians 5? Um, walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Uh, that means, look at that word fulfill. It doesn't mean you won't be tempted. It means you won't act upon it when you're walking in the Spirit. So in other words, I read the Word of God, I'm, I'm praying, and let's say a temptation comes up. Let's say I'm fasting, and the temptation comes up to go get something to eat. As I'm walking in the Spirit, seeking God, I have the ability to say no to that temptation. See, the temptation's still there, but I'm not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh because I'm walking in the Spirit. In other words, I'm making a choice. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And there, these are contrary to one another. It means they are posing. They pose each other. So often, sometimes you do not do the things you wish. And that's what's interesting. Paul says, walk in the spirit and you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, however, um, you, might, uh, you might do the things you don't want to do because the pull of the flesh is so strong. So what does it have to do with hearing God's voice? Well, God's will and that's part of if hearing God's voice is his will is crystal clear in many different areas. Uh, his will is that we are saved, that we worship him, that we are holy and set apart. And you can get these all from, you know, 1 Timothy 2, 1 Thessalonians 4, Ephesians 5, Matthew 28, Matthew 6. Uh, his will is that we are saved. His will is that we are worship, to worship him. His will is that we are to be holy and set apart for his glory. His will is that we are to be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. His will is that we are to witness to others, to make disciples, and to give, pray, and fast. Matthew 6. So are you giving? Are you praying? Are you fasting? That's God's will. You got to start with what you do know. I'm more worried about what I do know than what I don't know when it comes to God's will. So now back to walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. It is a choice. Uh, and remember, it's a walk, not a run. So you might stumble, uh, you might fall, but you get back up and you keep walking 
and being filled with the Spirit. Slow and steady is the way to go. It's not, I mean, I'm all for starting well. We need to, but it's also about finishing well. We need to finish well in our walk. And um, he, he's, saying, he's saying here the power of choice. Uh, one or the other is acted upon. Um, and he, 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 there's certainty, certainty here in this word. Um, not, you shall not fulfill the lust of flesh. It's like certainly not. You, you, there's a, it's a definite. You're, you certainly will not fulfill the lust of the flesh if you're walking in the Spirit. So sometimes I think we think walk in the Spirit means, um, you know, like I'm floating on a cloud and uh, in euphoria and I'm just never challenged by anything because I'm walking in the Spirit. My flesh is is asleep and that's really not the case walking in the spirit is a it's a daily struggle to say no to the pull of the flesh and yes to what god is saying in our hearts and in our lives so um now the fourth key is really what i want to get to um when i talked about certain why well, actually i'm not doing keys here i'm just the ne next aspect of knowing god's will open but not gullible open but not gullible uh and it's going to make this going to make ultra conservatives a little nervous but, you know, does God use dreams and vision, uh, visions and does God speak to us using the Holy Spirit? I mean, how does that work? Well, Joel 2.28 says it will come to pass that God's going to pour out his spirit and old men will dream dreams and young men will see visions. And, uh, you know, people have said, well, you know, Shane, they needed that. That's the Old Testament. Well, remember, Peter's quoting this in the book of Acts when the church began <laughs> That God is going to give old. See, He gives us dreams. Um, when I, you know, I've had when I was in two thousand, I think it was two thousand one. Um, it was a while ago, obviously. But I had a dream of walking out and seeing a sea of people. Me preaching to a sea of people. The irony is, yeah, it was two thousand one. I wasn't even preaching. I was working in construction. That was the last thing on my mind. And but God began to show me. See, God spoke to me. Here's what I'm calling you to do and now prepare your heart prepare your life and that's what caused me to really read a lot of theology theology books you know from Spurgeon's lectures to his students to to Calvin's theology to more Wayne Grudem's theology Norman Geisler uh, church history and hermeneutics and homiletics and uh, studying pneumatology the work of the Holy Spirit and of course eschatology end times and it was God used that dream to prepare me and then there's been times a vision is more you're not sleeping it's more you see something um now i said open but not gullible so i'm i'm actually conservative i don't go around and there's just a few times i mean maybe you know 10 10 times i've had dreams in 20 years that were of real significance um and god uses visions you know sometimes you'll have a, a you'll see okay i could see a church being here on this piece of property God, is that you? And and you and or you know maybe those who aren't pastoring or in leadership, but you see, I, mean, I can see my kids worshiping the Lord and my wife at church. Lord, is that you? And you begin to press in, and so you know I, I'm open. God used it. I mean, how many times in the dreams in the in the Bible, even in the New Testament, he he used the uh, dreams to warn the wise men and to Joseph and Mary to flee and um, to Peter, you know, to not call unclean what he calls clean and how to go to minister to the Gentiles. And so sometimes you can't turn to first Corinthians 12, three and find out, am I supposed to be a pastor? So again, 99% of the time, the word of God, the principles, you know, are that's our, that's our guide. And that's our, 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 um, 
discerning of how to know God's will. But there's often sometimes where the, God might use a different means through dreams or visions or the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And we do have to be careful. And again, I, I fully exhausted this on the sermons and I'll, I'll hopefully put those in the subject line, um, subject line description. Sorry, I just want to really get that point across. So you, there is more help here. Um, you know, we have to be careful of the hyper charismatic side. And it's, you know, every Sunday about dreams and visions and God spoke to me and he told me to sit here. And now sometimes God might prompt me, you know what, why? I feel the need to go sit, you know, maybe in the back corner and then you begin to minister to someone. Okay. So, you know, I'm open to that. You just have to be, I've just noticed that those people are very unstable, uh, that are like that. I need a vision from the Lord every week. I need, I need, what are the prophets saying every week? And you need to be asking, what is Jesus Christ saying to you every week in his word through obedience? That's the main meal and dreams or visions, God might just supplement a little bit. Hey, you're you're a little low on zinc. <laughs> you need a little extra vitamin C. You need some D3 and K2. And, and you need a little supplemental in addition to what you're consuming. And so these dreams or visions, uh, I'm not saying that they supersede the word. The word is our standard. It's our goal. But sometimes you need a little help. And, and I believe God in his mercy, one of the whole points of the gifts and the power, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12 is it it helps my walk with the Lord. It doesn't supersede scripture. It doesn't contradict scripture. It helps. And I give examples of that too in the message on the sermons. Um, but how does God use the Holy Spirit to speak? Well, when I have the Holy Spirit, you have the Holy Spirit. If you're, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there's not a quenching and a grieving through continual besetting sin. And there's a, there's a joy. There's a, there's a, the Holy Spirit in me cries, Abba, Father, Lord, I love you, Father. And so there's a deep sensing. There's a, it's a, maybe it's a desire. It's a yearning. And I mean, I can't go into a lot of details because some things are personal. Some things haven't happened yet, but there's been something I believe, and maybe I'll announce it at some point where God has really been. And I believe, I, I don't know, you know, that's why I don't, you don't, you don't, um, you don't just take this, uh, as gospel truth if it's not written in his word and these promptings and, but something in my heart, he placed in my heart. I believe in 2001, like I told you, um, I don't know. I might, this might get interesting. Let me just, let me just say this, <laughs> this could come back and, and, uh, I might have to, you know, either it's not going to be fulfilled or it will, it'd be interesting. But 2001, I had that dream. And, uh, what I didn't share with you is in 2010, uh, almost 10 years later, uh, we were looking for a church building and I was touring this building that we were going to possibly rent. And I went, they took me behind this area. And when I walked out from behind and onto the stage from the left, I told my wife, this is exact, this is the exact picture I had in my mind of that, of that vision, that dream God gave me nine years ago, walking to the left, the height of the platform, looking out, there's nobody there, of course. Uh, so there were some differences. There wasn't a sea of people. It was kind of dark or darker. I couldn't see all the way back, but it, it was the same to the left on the platform, same height, same distance to about where the crowd will be. So, you know, interesting. Uh, and we'll see if that's ever being going to be fulfilled. Now, the irony with that is um, that burden doesn't leave. And there's more confirmation I could get into, but there's a, that burden doesn't leave me. Um, the Holy Spirit will take me to scripture sometimes or remind me of something or, you know, um, it, it just doesn't leave. So he, it, I couldn't turn to anywhere in the Bible for that. Also, 
Holy Spirit prompted me. I was driving and, and uh, for the this radio station, we were being, um, our, sta- our program was being removed because they were, they were going to sell it, uh, sell the station. And I was just driving. And I felt this deep prompting, like, why don't you buy it? And I'm, you know, just kind of, was that you, Lord? Or was that me? And so there's a desire, there's a prompting, there's a burden. I can't even get into all the, you can actually find it at WCF, WCF radio, wcfradio.org. And if you, you know, click on my, our story, it'll tell you how this all came about. And the confirmation there is just absolutely amazing uh, how God worked about three different uh, confirmations there. Um, and so I believe the Holy Spirit can put things in your heart. I remember one time my son was sick, a little baby, and, and it was just crystal clear to go turn the humidifier off. All that moisture in the air, all the bacteria, whatever. And uh, he just, he started to breathe well later that day. And and so I, I, I do believe God will guide us. And, and I mean, you talk to people on the mission field or in persecuted church. I mean, it's it's crystal clear God guides through the promptings in the Holy Spirit. Do they line up with scripture though? That's the key. Do they line up with scripture? Uh, Galatians 4, 6, it says, because you are sons and God has set forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So we can hear. And what, when, what about when Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, a stranger, they will not follow. You know, um, you know that could be obviously tied into the word. But I also believe that could be tied into that, um, that deep calling deep, that, that Abba, Father. There's something that happens. You are born again. Now you have the Holy Spirit of God residing into you. In you. It's almost like somebody calling my, on my cell phone. You don't see the call coming in. You don't hear it. But I do, so I pick it up, and I'm, I'm the person's talking to me, and you're oblivious to what is happening. But that person is communicating with me, so I'm just open. I'm absolutely open. If God used it in the Bible, and God says you will be given dreams and young men visions, and we see a consistent pattern, uh, and some people crack me up. They say, Shane, the Book of Acts, we can't use that for theology, and what they're saying is correct. It's not the Pauline epistle epistles. It's not. Um, teaching on how to conduct ourselves in the house of God, and, and but it is theological confirmation. In other words, although it doesn't, you, you don't, and I, I believe you can actually learn a lot of theological truths in it. It's not a book of teaching. However, it is a book of confirmation. So if Paul says you will dream dreams, uh, or Peter does, quoting Joel, and you could speak in another tongue, you could be given prophetic words and the words of not, it, it says it, I believe it. They did it. The early church did it. I don't know why we wouldn't need that same power uh, today. So um, also, I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but the Super Bowl just happened and the Rams MVP said that God spoke to him years earlier about being the MVP. Some people mocked him for that, uh, but I, 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 I didn't because here's what happened. God gave him this vision, this dream, and he worked hard towards it. He kept honoring God. So when that comes to fulfillment, now he gives all, God all the God, glory, all the honor. Can you imagine how many people he reached with that testimony? And so w- why can't God do that anymore? You know, it, it's, it's not this, these, these ultra conservative churches. It's just the, it's the, it's the, um, the, the father, the son, and the Holy word, the father, the son, the Holy word. That's it. No, it's a father, the son, the Holy spirit. Um, but again, To close this out, make sure you're spending a significant time in God's word, obeying God's word, worshiping God, and praying. Basically, you pray in God's will, you stay in God's will, and you wait in God's will. 
And I talked about in the messages and in this point of there's clarity through repentance. Often our sins and our iniquities and our carnality, our lukewarmness is separating, separating um, us from God, not in regard to salvation, but quenching and grieving the spirit. We have no direction. We have no clarity. Uh, we feel carnal and we feel confused and and we're just depressed and because that clarity is gone and we desperately desire it. So that's where repentance is so important. Repentance is like a southern wind that blows away the clouds that are blocking the shining face of God. So take it to the Lord. If there's areas you need to repent of, do that now. Get the slate clean. If you need to re repair relationships, seek forgiveness, forgive someone maybe on your on your end, uh, jealousy, backbiting, bitterness, grumbling, complaining, judgmental spirit, get rid of all of that if you truly want to hear the voice of God. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Idleman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.